world against us and us against the world. Those of you in favor of these articles, raise your right hands and say aye! Aye! We shouldn't hang this man. No. No. Hang him over the end of a gun. And we'll scatter his innards all over the sugarcane field. You're wasting words, I say. Let's hang him. You win the prize, Captain Blood. <laughs> Au revoir, mon chéri. Au revoir. Hmm, <laughs> quel charmant, Capitaine. Hmm, what sort of a man are you, hmm? Faith, I'm the sort of man you like, my dear. Man with money. Jeremy! Must you be forever sleeping when I need you? I wasn't sleeping, Peter. I was. Well, oh, never was... mind. Get ready to come about. Set the course for Port Royal. But, Peter, the English fleet is at Port Royal. Colonel Bishop, sweet, merciful heaven, haven't you ears? Set the course for Port Royal! Ways. I've seen myself bargain for and fought over a combat between jackals. You pirates are used to taking what you want without the formality of purchase. I'm thief and pirate, and I'll show you how a thief and a pirate can deal. I advise you to go back to your ladies at Tortuga, who are thrilled by your bow lawless ways. What matters is that now I own you as once you own me. You're mine, do you understand? Mine to do with as I please. Welcome to Movie Humpers. Hey, thanks. I'm Bob Sham. I'm Angela. And the sounds you hear may be dogs. Probably, definitely. Probably. You will hear dogs. Uh, we are deep ass. We're on the last leg of Adolescent Power Fantasy Month. Yeah. Been exploring a lot of the the big superhero movies from the end of the 70s into the early 90s. And checking out some vintage cuts. Um, some Zoros. Some yeah. Robin Hoods. So we got like Tyrone Power, Errol Flynn. And we're hitting up the one that kind of popped Errol Flynn off and, and, and Olivia de Havilland, a big launch for her in particular. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we're getting to a pirate pick, the classic adolescent power fantasy choice of going down, flopping down in a, a, a quarter. I said nickel when back in the day, but like, I think it was like a quarter. I don't know. I don't know. Who, who fucking cares? But it's cheap. yeah. So when a movie made like 30s. millions of dollars, it's because people are laying down like a lot of that means a lot of people went 
people are going over and over again mm. to the movies. Yeah, yeah. You know, that it, was a thing. You would just keep going. And I think Robin Hood is the movie that cemented Errol Flynn. But this one is the one that kind of... His first foray. The one that kind of established what kind of movie star he was probably going to be. Or be remembered for. And we're talking about another Michael Curtis movie. The same guy who directed Robin Hood. Yeah. And Casablanca directed this. Captain Blood from 1935. I loved this movie. I was a little wishy-washy on Errol Flynn after Robin Hood. I didn't fall in love with him. I I understood why people loved him, but I wasn't really feeling it. I felt like his charm was better in this, this one than Robin Hood, so even though much he was better. It, Robin Hood has a it's kind of purely upbeat. It is. This one not upbeat. so much, but he he seems like he chews on a lot of lines. That might be the expectation is different because we know a lot about the Robin Hood story. Yeah. And Captain Blood's kind of new for us there were a lot more levels to what he was able to do with this so yes that could definitely be part of it i just really thought he was way more charming in this than he was in the other i thought she was yeah better in this yeah yeah she wasn't bad in the other one there was almost this is gonna sound weird i don't know how else to say it though it was light-hearted and more fun there was almost a stuffiness to robin hood Maybe like a like a we are play acting for you. I feel or like something. I feel I like know. I feel like when you uh, really start pulling the threads of the overall plot and the connect the romantic connection, that it seems a little like strange when you really get deep into this movie. Oh, I don't think so. And well, we'll break it yeah. down. Yeah. Well, for one, we got a doc. It's like in the 1600s. England's in a civil war. Mm-hmm. There's a shitty king. That sounds familiar. Yeah. And. And it's not even anti-monarchy. It's just anti-King James. Just anti-specific monarchy. We're, it's like Robin Hood. We're cool with the monarchy, just not this one. Yeah. And so this guy, uh, Blood, Peter Blood. Yeah. He's a doctor, used to be a soldier, but now he dedicates his life to healing people. And he does not fight. And he uh, is caught by the authorities doing a procedure on some anti-king rebel forces so they arrest him and they're going to like hang them within this whole posse of dudes and then the king is like well we've been hanging a lot of people we need to send them to the west indies to in the caribbean to be slaves this is bullshit number one because they're not the the atlantic slave trade is well into they would have just hung them yeah they're not going to send like they this is what's funny is that Dr. Blood goes into like his history as a soldier and he learned how to be a seaman with the Dutch. And then you get these guys he's with. He's like, yeah, I happen to be a navigator. And this guy's like, oh, I have, then this king is like, okay, we're not going to hang him. Let's send the entire equivalent of a ship's crew over to the Caribbean to be slaves. Yes. Uh, also. I think the idea was let's not just kill them, let's make some money off of them, but it was really it was really dumb. I agree with you. Also, it was just funny to me the way and I loved it once we got into the story when they were all on trial be- prior to him like basically saying, "Oh, you don't have to be hung." They were deciding to hang them. This was a part where Errol Flynn was talking way too much. His character was talking way too much, but he was, you know, witty and clever and trying to make a point that he shouldn't be there. 
But they all introduced themselves, sort of, because they would say, so-and-so, guilty or not guilty. And each one of the men who ended up being players later got, like, a specific call-out where you, like, really looked at their face. Mm -hmm. And in this, again, we got the friar. Yeah, the same same players. Oh, and Basil Rathbone is in this movie too. And but he plays like a French pirate that we meet a little later. Scallywag. Yeah. A common modern complaint about older movies is that the diversity is really not there. Mm-hmm. Uh black people in older movies are, have bit roles in the few black people we see. There which, was a child. I remember the child. And they are essentially slaves. They're yeah. just like in the house serving directly mm-hmm. and they but the slave revolt, the anti-slavery theme, is purely among Englishmen. And Peter Blood is an Irishman. Yeah, he which says he likes that. To say a lot, which he doesn't sound. Apparently, Errol Flynn is from Australia. He doesn't sound Irish at all. He just all. tries to blame he j- his Irish blood on his anger. It's just and that revenge. It's just that transatlantic accent that yeah. was big in movies at the time. Yeah. But you know, if you if you're looking back there, I mean, essentially, that he gets charmed. He's owned. By uh, Olivia de Havilland is uh, buys him essentially to kind of save him, and they have this flirty romance. But she's not like going out of her position to be with this guy. No, and the romance here is kind of strange to me, to be quite honest. It's it's sort of one of those things where I actually liked the way it played out because she saw him and she was attracted to him and she thought that he was clever and she didn't want him to be like ruined. And I, she even said, I don't know what I want to do with him. Mm. So she ended up giving him to her uncle with all the other men who he bought, which is, again, all the men from this, uh, who will be the pirates. But half of the men someone else bought, who's apparently even worse than her uncle. Her uncle was pretty bad. Yeah, the but other. she was trying to save him from the super bad guy. Yeah, yeah. But it truly was just that she was attracted to him. Yeah. She just was like, oh, this hot guy? No, I want him. And so she does this little sassy, like, I'm an independent woman who has who's going to spend my own money. She's spending her uncle's money. You know, like she was it was all it was all really silly. But then what I liked about it was that she straight up was like. You just bought me. I don't give a fuck about you. She's like a, like a, one of those women on TikTok who are like, I'm an independent woman. I don't need a man. And then we'll be like, a man has to pay for all my shit. <laughs> like turn around in the same breath. Say no, that shit. No, I'm allowing the man to pay for all my shit <laughs> is more like. Because she straight up is like, you should be grateful to me. I just saved you. And he's like, you I'm just a bought slave. me. I'm a slave. I'm not going to be grateful to anybody who bought me. And then... I mean, we'll get into more of the... Um, unless now, you just want me to say it, but well, like... Well, they, they've been planning to escape by taking a boat. Yes. Conveniently, French pirates attack. And yeah. they sink the boat they want, but they end up taking the, a, a French pirate ship. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, it's the Spanish. It's a Spanish ship. Because conquistadors are ship. on it. Yes. Because we got confused. Ship. We thought Basil Rathbone was one of the conquistadors, but he wasn't. Uh-uh. So they hijack a Spanish ship. Yeah. And... And then they set sail on. And before before they leave, he has had a little more interaction with Olivia de Havilland because he because he was a doctor mm. prior. He ends R- up treating the governor's gout. Gout, right? Also, rich man's I disease. Loved this governor. He was like sassy and silly, mm-hmm. and I don't know. He made me laugh. Like he was sort of one of those like you could tell he'd been a stage actor for a hundred years. Uh, well, that's what's great about a lot of these old movies mm-hmm. and seeing these bit characters over and over again. They all know exactly what they need to do to portray that sense of humor. It, it feels somehow more breathless looking back than it does now. And even if it's only a moment, like even the woman that played his wife, like she took her moment when mm. she spoke. 
You know, there's no throw off people, which I love. There's so many characters in this who get like individual moments where you feel like you know them. But yeah, so they did have a little flirty. He did at one point kiss her and she slapped him because he shouldn't be kissing her because he's a slave. Yeah, yeah. But she does save his butt a little bit. Like she she covers for him because she knows that he's going to buy a boat. Well, when they they wreck the Spanish and steal their boat, and Mm -hmm. that benefits the island. This is Port Royal. It's Jamaica. Yes. And it's a British, colonized British island at this point. So the British are straight up slavers. Yeah. I mean, truly. They they are the villains. Yes. And, And they are treated as the villains until conveniently people can get to be Englishmen again, you know. But we'll get to that. When there's a new king. And so this guy comes up to the boat. It's the and bad he, guy, the uncle. And he, to congratulate, like, who are these people that helped us defeat the Spanish? And he sees that they're the slaves. Welcome aboard the Cinco Largas, Colonel Darlin. You? Was it Peter Blood? Was it you then who took the ship and turned defeat into victory? Myself it was. Myself and these my friends. And, uh, your friends. <laughs> yeah. And you saved my money, too. Oh. Why, <laughs> Yes, it was heroic. Heroic, is it? We done it was epic. <laughs> you amaze me. On my soul, you deserve well. You all deserve well. And you shall find me grateful. How grateful? Why, I shall ask His Excellency to write home to the King an account of your exploit. And perhaps some portion of your sentences shall be remitted. That's just about what we expected from you. Now, war. The white slaves that they all were sent... And then he's like, oh, shit. So they start teasing him like they're going to kill him. And I'm looking at the screen like, slit this fucker's throat. Yeah. He's not even talking about like, man, you saved us all. We're going to just let you be free. Man. They're oh, like, no, he was like, we'll reduce your sentence. Yeah, we'll bit. reduce your sentence. And it's like, cut this cunt's head off. Yeah. But they end up throwing him off the boat, which is pretty funny. To him, they were like, we'd rather embarrass the fuck out of you, and, which they did. And now here's the part where, like, if the crew... They didn't rescue, they rescued, all the slaves that escaped were the ones that the king sent from England, right? Yeah. They didn't rescue the dudes and the dudes in the houses that. No, it was only the people who already knew each other. So, so when they are selling off, they are a full pirate crew. They are of service to no country. They're robbing the French. They're robbing the English ships Mm -hmm. that it's established that this is what they are. Now, for a pirate crew with no country of origin, with no sanction by any king, it actually would be a lot more historically accurate if this crew was more multiracial yeah. and multicultural. Absolutely. And the, and the fact that they are like, you know, looking back, sometimes you look at these old movies and, and it's like, well, there's so much cultural segregation that, especially in these times, that you kind of make sense. It kind of, it does kind of, even though it's not great, makes sense why there'd be all these white people in this building or and like we see in like uh fucking uh, remember in out of the past when they go to yeah. find that lady they go into an all black establishment like a jazz bar mm-hmm. and and so they have a contact there who's a black person then they're not a servant yeah we don't see a lot of that yeah. but like for that brief moment it's just someone with knowledge and it's like a but that but at least that scene while it shows like a segregated community does show a little bit more cultural. There's accuracy. at least a presence. Yes. But this movie is inaccurate in that sense because this crew, they should be, all these Englishmen, when they're put in the slave barracks, should be meeting other slaves from like all over the fucking place. Yeah. They act as though 
there were zero slaves, and these were all the slaves <laughs> that were brought in, and then all of these slaves left. And these are my criticisms, but my praise of this movie is the action. Michael Curtis is a crafty-ass director. Things look yeah. really good. The sets look fantastic. The ship battles and shit look fantastic. That's That's the best part of the movie. Oh, my God, the ship battles. So when they were having the big battle at the end, I know we're kind of all over the place, but sure. part of the reason that I thought it was so extra amazing, I think is because it was in black and white. Yeah. Because at one point I had a thought that, you know, like you said, it's not really like historically accurate. You know, they were wearing bright colors. Like they had like pirate stripes on. Sure. They probably looked like Halloween costumes. But in black and white, it looked a little dirtier. It looked a little more like real. There was so much smoke, you know, like you could kind of, I don't know. It just seemed, it seemed, there was something interesting about it that if they had tried to like technicolor this, it would have been silly. I did like that. You know, it doesn't, I, I've, I've had my mis misgivings here and there with Technicolor that I discussed in The mm -hmm. Adventures of Robin Hood. So, yeah. It, yeah, it doesn't bother me that this isn't black and white. No, and, and I, I really do think it was better. The other thing they try to do that is, and I don't know if anyone ever did this, but feels also very historically inaccurate, is that uh, they are, um, how would you say, moral pirates in that they have special rules that blood sets out that if you don't follow these rules you're going to get kicked the fuck out of this pirate ship. Uh, there were a lot there were pirate crews, certain mm -hmm. crews that did have certain rules because they had order has to be maintained on these That's ships. That's true. You have to have some kind of rule. Privateers were essentially just like wartime sanctioned pirates by governments oh, and they sure. they were essentially pirates but like but they would they be sanctioned. To, so yeah. the French ships are essentially the equivalent of privateers that we see because they yeah. are sanctioned by King Philip. But they, but again, they did have sort of like a larger government that they were answering to. The like the the guys who were like totally rogue. The impression through history that I have gotten is that they were like raping and pillaging. I mean, that's the best default to be safe: raping and pillaging. Sure. Even if they have rules amongst each other and respect amongst each other. Mm -hmm. It probably didn't lend itself to, like, those they would just conveniently perceive as enemies. So. I just loved, like, they actually took the time to kind of lay out. It took a while. First, it took a little while to get to the pirate part of this movie. And then it really was sort of just, like, told in, and then three years passed. Yeah. And all these things. But they took the time, even though they, they, they saved kind of all of that for this big end battle that we see, right? They didn't mm. do all these little battles. They kind of did like a few things to kind of give you an impression. They do crew up with a French crew that is, uh, that's led by Basil, Basil Rathbone. Rathbone. Because they meet him at Tortuga, which is basically right, like a pirate the, town. Yeah, pirate town. There's women Somewhere and in the Caribbean. alcohol there. Yeah, yeah. And that seemed like a fun place. They seem pretty chill until... They board a ship that has Olivia de Havilland and the governor on it, mm -hmm. or the former governor. He's going elsewhere now. Well, no, this is an emissary from the king. Right, right, right. And so Captain Blood now, Errol Flynn, sees her, and they're negotiating a prize for her, and he offers to buy her. Well, and because part of his thing is no man on his ship is to have sexual relations with a woman like outside of her consent. Yeah, yeah. Like, you cannot do that. You'll immediately be... So, Overboard. so Basil Rathbone is like, and that settles that, my captain partner. No, you don't. Fuck up it, Samson. Wait, you'll not take her while I live. Then I'll take her when you're dead. Oh, the 
can't, Captain. It has been honorably settled. It has not been settled for me. What is a girl, more or less? Do not be a fool, Captain. C'est mon affaire. And so they have to duel. So they got a sword duel. And then duel. we finally got a duel. Yeah, yeah. And it looked, I felt like the duel, in contrast to the setting and where they were, looked really nice. How the shots were framed. But I still say that out of all the sword fighting we've seen, the Basil Rathbone Tyrone Power yes. sword fight in Mark of Zorro is still the, the best. best. Yes. I would actually go Mark of Zorro, then the end of Robin Hood, because yeah. it was a long one. And this one was pretty good. But it didn't go quite as hard as the other two I mentioned. I agree. I agree. And Basil Rathbone, again, we cannot watch this guy. It's really Rathbone month, isn't it? He can't get the girl it? and he can't win a duel. Yeah, it is Rathbone month. It's Rathbone month. month. Every Monday is Rathbone month. Ex- except for uh, Superman of the Moleman, we had a Basil <laughs> Rathbone in every movie. I love it. I love him. Yeah, he's fun. Also, much from Robin Hood is in this playing a man called Honest Nuttle. Yeah, yeah. Who at one point they they have this whole he's thing kind of where a, if like you a lose, goofy liar type. Con he is. Guy. He doesn't want to work. He's in trouble at the beginning because he owes a debt. So like that's how he gets in with them. Is Peter Blood's like, oh, you can buy us a boat, and there's this whole thing. But anyway, they have this this where if they have a battle and you lose a limb, you get paid a certain amount of money on top of your share because you've <laughs> given part of yourself so for to, the cause. So he tries to shoot his fucking foot and off. And it's so funny because they're all on deck. Yeah. And he comes up and they're like, okay, your regular share, no injuries, whatever. And he goes, well, what about my toe that got shot off? And he's like, just your share and no extra for the toe that you just shot off. Like they know what he was yeah, doing yeah. on the boat. <laughs> Everybody probably saw him do it. So they've got a Dumbo. So they've got so they've killed their uh French rival yes. that they were friends with. Like when we meet Basil Rathbone, he's pretty much stabbed to death by a sword in like fifteen minutes, he right? He's just trying to so blood is the best. Yeah. And Basil Rathbone is just trying to get in there so he can take part of it. Like he just recognizes, like, oh, you're the best captain on the sea. But I want to be the best captain on the sea, so we need to be partners. And immediately he's like, there's going to be a, this is a mistake. Like, Blood is like, this is a bad idea that is going to end badly. And it does. Pretty so, quickly. So they have Olivia de Havilland and her her dude on the ship. And it's yeah. kind of silly. Like, he's just like accompanying the, her. The guy, he's, you know, he's a royal emissary, essentially. And he's like, I want to talk to Captain Blood. And Captain Blood is like, man, fuck it, I want to talk to you. I don't want to talk to you, but he, they do decide to go towards England because he does want to preserve her, right? They don't go to England. They decide to go to Port Royal to take her back to her uncle oh, right, because right. Blood thinks her uncle is still in charge at Port Royal. He tries to show her like, hey, I've made all this money and I've done all these things. And she's like mad at him because she's like, you're a pirate and I know what pirates are. Pirates are bad. Mm. She doesn't know the kind of pirate he is because she doesn't ask him any questions or let him tell her. Well, she says you've killed and and killed people and, and he's robbed. Like, I try he's like, not well, yeah. to. He's like, I do rob. We a kill little as few bit. as possible. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and so, and then she's like, and now you've bought me. And so she's mad because now she's a slave. And he's like, I th- you don't fucking get it. And for a second... I actually thought they were going to have another Robin Hood made Marion moment. I mean, it's essentially that. It just dynamic. takes longer. It yeah. just takes longer. But he's like, you just don't understand what's happening at all right now. Fine. And like leaves her and he's like, let's take the bitch back. So they're cruising into Port Royal and the the, the crew has to kind of be convinced. They kind of, they're very loyal to him, but they're like, why are we going to fucking the enemy? Right. Yeah. 
And, and he steps down. Yeah. And at first he steps down and they're like, no, we don't want that responsibility, essentially. And then finally, the emissary gets to talk to Robin Hood. And he's Robin like, Robin Hood? Or sorry. I mean, you can't blame That's me for screwing That's when they realize there's that. a battle happening at Port Royal. Yeah. The French are attacking. And they're like, why aren't they defending? I was kind of hoping that out of the, like, the smoke of the French ship, that Basil Rathbone would walk out. And it was revealed that he survived. That would have been dope. That would have been cool. But uh, but it didn't happen. But one more sword fight on the deck. But then through it be, the thing that the emissary has been wanting to tell Captain Blood the whole time is that they can be pardoned if they help them fight the French. Because old King James is gone now. And that's King William. Good William. Long live and King so, William. And still, like they're in a you know that's kind of the silliest part about this and like Robin Hood mm-hmm. is that. When in Robin, when Good King Richard comes back around, he would be very grateful. But at the same time, these monarchs are like, "You fucking threaten my brother, a royal." Now I've banished my brother, but it's you, still treason. It's still treason. Except his brother was committing treason. I guess it's all up to the king ultimately. Yeah. But like royalty is royalty for these people, and it's like, yeah. like he didn't kill his own brother; he just exiled him, right? Yeah. So it's kind of the same thing here. Yeah. And it's like the, the system led to this, the system that allows for this monarchy allows for this level of corruption. And it's not until a king dies or is killed that, you know, then you get the good king. Well, and you don't know this king, but, but the deal is he wants to pardon all these men. He said he's like written out this decree, sent this man to tell them you have been pardoned. We realize you shouldn't have been sold into slavery ever. That was a huge mistake. And we want you to work for the English. We want you to work for the English. We want you to basically be a, one of those private pirate tier Privateer, ships. essentially, yeah. yeah. And so then he says, okay, well, men, Englishmen, we are now Englishmen again. And everyone else, you won't be fighting for your country, but you can fight for me. <laughs> and then they go and he sends her to be safe. He sends her back uh, so that she's not in the fight. Yeah, drops her on the beach. And then they have an amazing Yeah, it's ship a big fight. pirate battle where those ships get completely fucking wrecked. But yeah, they just... so good. And they, they kind of Trojan horse it because, of course, they've captured all these flags. So they throw a French flag up yeah, so to it get looks close. Like they're in. And it's like a big, really well-made, well-done battle. Like, And the sets and stuff. And that's what's kind of really cool to chew on with these movies and all this stuff like somehow robin hood was more expensive but this looked very expensive but it wasn't as expensive as robin no but i really found myself and i haven't done the research but i just want to know how they did it because they were on ships in water and yet maybe they did certain scenes actually on the water but they had Paintings behind them. Yeah, yeah, set paintings. Set which paintings. Some look better than others. So, like, are these <laughs> ships just in, like, five feet of water? I just don't... You know what I mean? Like, where like, are they? Yeah, that was the, so interesting to me. Way to see the studio. I mean, it's a studio, of course. Yeah, so, like, you... I mean... I mean, it's a labor of love putting all that together. I know, I just want to together. see, like, behind the scenes it, of it really, it really... That's kind of what's great about these older movies is that, you know, you kind of see 
the craftiness and the like it took real skill to make this stuff look good is the movie called captain blood yes okay i thought so i just want to make sure i was not saying that wrong yeah it was great there was even a part where okay i don't know why this is what sticks out to me but well the two things during this fight that i thought were particularly awesome is at one point they throw the grappling hooks one of them actually grabs into someone's back yeah like grapples into a person it just looked really cool yeah yeah and so sometimes when we see in older movies like this things like that i'm like extra impressed when it looks like it looks like they really like snared somebody and then also I got so excited when they were like we're gonna go over on ropes and he gets up there and they like swing over on the ropes and that is like the that's what bought the ticket is that that's kind of absolutely shit, right? that's, that's why, people why you're were there going. and then they go to land yeah it and that it's the end and he gets to kind of go and essentially be with Olivia de Havilland, but he gets to like also flaunt in front of the people who condemned him well, initially. They name him governor. Yeah. And yeah. the governor who was bad gets removed from his post because he wasn't there to defend his city. He went off looking for Captain Blood mm-hmm. instead of staying home with his troops and like defending Port Royal. And that's pretty much the end and of the movie. The end. And this this was based on like a pulp book by Raphael Sabatini. I wonder how close it is to the book. You know, when they were when they had first gotten out of Port Royal, when they first stole that ship and they threw the the future governor off the ship. Oh, yeah. Since all the Englishmen were and all the authorities were gathered to see that the Spanish got fucked up, uh-huh. they could have wrecked those motherfuckers, like, oh, yeah. surprised them by blasting them. Like, I would have just shelled the fuck out of that city just to be like, fuck you, you enslaved me, go fuck yourself. Mm-hmm. And yeah, sure, he liked Olivia de Havilland, but they were not established. She was not. No. She was not going to lower her station for him. Not at that point. Not until he was essentially um, pardoned. Did yeah. that? Did she really even like go for it? Yeah. So that's they should remake this movie. They should let me remake it, and that's the part that changes, and it becomes this intense anti-monarchy, anti-slavery thing where they just go around and they're freeing the fuck. Because honestly, Slaves all over the Caribbean. The whole governor chasing for Captain Blood did not matter. No. It didn't matter a single bit. So no. they could have taken that out. He didn't need to live. They could have slit his throat. There's a lot of, you know, some things could have been a little bit more historically appeasing. But it is an adventure tale uh, at the end of the day with some really well crafted by Michael Curtis. He knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. And uh, really fun when you get right into all the action and stuff like that. Definitely. So. You're going to give this movie one through five. I'm going to give it one through five combined for best out of ten. Mm-hmm, tell tell mm-hmm. me what you think about the old Captain Blood starring Errol Flynn. I think that this movie is a solid 3.5. I'm going to give it a 3.5. Yeah, yeah. I... Ooh. sounds good. Yeah. It's a rock solid seven seven action piece. Is this uh, over or under The Adventures of Robin Hood? Over. Okay. Adventures of Robin Hood was was super fun too. This was just a little more fun for me. And there were just more levels and more story. Check it out. Number seven on the B-tiers, Captain Blood, directed by Michael Curtis. Good job, Michael Curtis. Uh, Check the show notes for links and other places to find us. I swear I'll, I'm trying to figure out when I'm going to actually do Twitch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just have no time. And I feel like I now even have even less time to to be up all night, you know. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, I'll try to work something out. But uh, did you like this video? Do you like this movie? What did you think about our theme this month of adolescent power fantasy? What do you think about our vintage choices and our the current ones? Yeah. And um, yeah, and our next movie Wednesday, uh, we our final adolescent power fantasy movie will be X Men from two thousand. So, and then after that, we get into a theme that I'm really excited about. The asshole on film. Yes. We're going to watch movies of where the main character is a fucking asshole. Oh, wow. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> you, there's a lot to pull from there. So. Yeah. But, yes, like and subscribe. Leave us a comment. Uh, we Slowly, we've been very organically building an audience. It's not like sudden... Uh, the dams aren't bursting, but I noticed that as we get more and more, like it, it, it's real people. It's not like, like bots and shit, which I'm definitely down with that. So yeah. it's just, uh, it's just nice to connect with real people Absolutely. and the people who shout out. And, uh, I don't reply to all the comments, uh, much, you know, but I, I do read them all and I'm grateful for everyone who corrects me <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and is, uh, and says, Thanks for, you know, covering a certain movie for whatever reason. We uh, appreciate it. Yeah, you. we appreciate you. And so, yeah, like and subscribe for more of this. We're going to keep it going, even though this dog is stressing us out. So, <laughs> but he's asleep because he's gone anti-anxiety meds. All right. <laughs> let's say goodbye. Death to all traitors. Death to all traitors.